How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? Another two-minute drill tonight, hosted by me, David, and we're going to go over our usual first down, second down, third down, and fourth down, as well as the two-point conversion. So today I am joined by Brian and John, and to start off our first down with our first topic, I'd like to hand it off to Brian to start off with what did you guys take away from last week in the NFL? I took away basically last week. I think everybody agreed the Browns should have sat Baker Mayfield just because, you know, he looked bad. He looked hurt. And I think uh, this week showed that that's what they should have done. I mean, that game was bad for both teams, but I mean, Baker just struggled. He was limping. You could tell every time he got hit, it hurt a lot. So I don't know what they're doing there, but I think we were right last week in saying you should just sit him maybe for the rest of the season, let him heal up and, you know, come back next season. Yeah, definitely considering the fact that if he's, and I've been saying this time and time again, if he's the guy, at least for the very near future, you should give him time to rest, especially if he's seriously hurt. Now, whether or not he should be the guy is up for debate, but if he is the guy, then you should have set him. Anyways, uh, John, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go a little slightly different route. I think they should have sat Baker, but I think they should have sat him earlier on. And now that they haven't sat him earlier on, I feel like they should, they have no other choice but to play him. Okay. That's so, so unique. What, what makes I you just, say that? Well, I, like I said, I think they should have sat him for previous weeks. Like, you know, when, when, but I think now that put it this way, if they sat him previous in the earlier in the season, like maybe for the Detroit game or the game before that and let him heal up, then he could play the Baltimore Ravens or other games that really matter as far as like playoff situations. And then by hopefully by that time, he'd be healthy enough to do well in those games, especially last game when we, I mean, we had four turnovers. We held them the ball of the Ravens by 16 points. We should have beat them. So I guess my point is, is they should have sat him earlier and played him later, but now it's like too little too late. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I I think, I think as of right now, they have to play him, but I think if they sat him earlier in the season, and they had to play him now, he'd be more healthier and he'd be able to play now. But because they didn't sit him, they they, they put themselves in a hole is, is what I'm, I'm going towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that definitely makes sense. And for me, it's like teams that for this past week, teams that A, needed to win and should have won, won, basically won. Teams like, yeah, the Bills, they won their Thanksgiving Day game. You also had the Patriots win as well. For me, it was just like teams that needed to win actually won for the most part. And for our second topic, I'll start off with John, but you had if you had one player that you would want everyone to watch out for this week, who it would who would it be and why? Well, this is a little bit unconditional or unorthodox, but I'm gonna go with Blake Hans, Hans H-A-N-C-E. Uh, if you haven't heard already, uh, Conklin is out for the year, our all-pro right tackle for the Cleveland Browns. I understand it's a bye week and they're doing they're having a bye week, but I think that his backup needs this bye week to 
I'm not saying he's going to be an all, all pro right tackle in a week, but I think he he needs to fill in and fill in successfully. So that's that's my player to watch. I know he's not at the. I know they're not. Uh, he's not playing this week because the Browns they have a bye. But I feel like um, him having a really good practice and being able to substitute for 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 Conklin would be would be good. So I understand it's kind of odd to be taking a guy that says off this week, but I feel like if he could get the work in, he he could hold his own. And and even though we'll probably we'll miss Conklin, it won't be as big of a hole as it could be. Yeah, that makes sense. You want your uh, make sure all your linemen guys are all said and done, and and take advantage of the week off that they have. So that that makes sense. Brian, who are you looking out for? Uh, I know we've said this before. I'm looking out for Mac Jones. I mean, he has just throughout the season impressed me more and more and more. And I mean, he went up against uh, you know veteran quarterback Tannehill, and he had an amazing game. And I mean. For the first half, it was close, but second half, the Patriots just pulled away. I mean, Durant, their defense did a lot, and, uh, you know, they get plenty of credit. But, I mean, Mac Jones has really fit into that offense. And for, you know, rookie quarterback, he's just been great, and I look forward to seeing how he plays this week. Yeah, we've mentioned this time and time bef- again before as well, that um, that Mac Jones was really put in – to the best, I guess you could say best scenario. Yeah, this isn't really too much of a surprise in that sense. And for me, I'd probably want to say the Bengals are playing the Chargers. And we'll talk about this a little later in the episode because that is our fourth down break breakdown for the game of the week. I'll save that for later. But yeah, I just want to pay attention to that game right there. Moving on to our second down tonight, and this mostly covers the NCAA football. And for topic one, who do you think should be in the NCAA playoffs? And for those who do not know, the top four teams as it sits right now are Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Alabama at three, and Cincinnati at four. Now, Ohio State moved down to seven, but we'll get to that in a moment. Anyways, I'll move it over to Brian real quick to answer this first topic. I really like Cincinnati. I mean, they've been like the big surprise team this year, and I don't know how far they're going to go, but that's my team I'm cheering for all season. Yeah, definitely. It's because uh, you got your main, I guess you could say main two from the last couple of years being Georgia and Alabama, and then you randomly get Cincinnati thrown in there too. Yeah. And it's like, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, no. nobody really saw that coming. No, because it's like this is really their first time being in the top 25, let alone the top 10. So <laughs> anyways, John, what do you got for this? Uh, I would have Georgia number one, Cincinnati at number two, Alabama at number three, and Michigan at number four. I would I put Cincinnati and Georgia on top because they're both undefeated. I think that that gives I mean obviously I think you have credit for that. Where I think Alabama and Michigan would be my three and four because they've they've lost a game. That that's kind of where I would put. I don't think people are giving Cincinnati enough credit. I mean I think you said I think Dave you said the, the top ranking right now Cincinnati's like at what number four. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're giving Cincinnati enough respect. I really don't. And I'm not sure why that is maybe because they're not like the big time college football programs like Alabama, LSU, Ohio state. But I, I just, I, I got to put Cincinnati and Georgia at two because they're undefeated. I think they've earned it compared to the other two teams at my three and four Alabama at three and Michigan at four. So that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't disagree to any extent. I think that what goes into these, these rankings are not only their record, but also the strength and schedule as well. So Alabama is almost always going to be higher up because they're going to face more top 25 teams. They're going to get everyone's best that they face every single week because they're basically almost always the team, no matter what. So I think that the teams are in the proper order. And I do agree with John in the sense that this year, Cincinnati kind of really did get not enough respect as they probably should. While I'm certainly impressed with the fact that they got to the number four spot and held it for a week, I think that they probably, unless something happens, they probably should still stay there, at least in the top four. And Speaking of Michigan being in the top four, moving on to our top topic two for second down, after beating Ohio State, is it time to take Michigan seriously? John, you want to start this one off? Yeah, uh, I hate saying this, but yes. I uh, they, they ran the ball against Ohio State uh, really well. Um, I was not expecting them to beat Ohio State. I mean, it's been so many years in a row that they've lost Ohio State, and the fact that they've got over the hump at least this year, I think it's, it's definitely important to take them seriously. I think they're, um, they're they're a team to watch out for in the playoffs. Right. I still don't. I still don't think they should be number two, but I definitely think they they should be taken seriously. Mm. Yeah, at least for the at least for this year, because it's it's still a Jim Harborough-led Michigan team. And they've struggled pretty much since the beginning that of Harborough's tenure. So for me, for the moment, yes, for the moment. But I wouldn't say for the long term just yet. Anyways, Brian, you got anything? I, you know, I agree with John. They're definitely somebody to take seriously. And, I mean, they didn't just win. They won by a lot that the Ohio defense could do nothing to really stop them. And I just don't think anybody saw that result coming from that game. So, I mean, good for them, to be honest. They came in and basically punched Ohio State in the mouth when Ohio State wasn't really expecting it. Because, let's be honest, Ohio State has basically rolled over Michigan over the last decade, almost. And that's including the last like five meetings with Jim Harborough as the head coach. So it's fair to understand that Ohio State fans were like, yeah, this is going to be a, I think that this is going to be a decent game, but I still think that Ohio State's going to be the winner. So it's, it's a fair understanding to come into that game and expect that. Anyways, moving on to our third and final topic for second down, and we're going to talk about the struggling Rams for the last couple weeks. And the question is, can the Rams figure things out or are recent performances signs of things to come? Brian, you want to start? 
I think they're going to figure things out. They really have to figure things out just because of, you know, all the trades and stuff they've done. They've really, you know, mortgaged their future as a team. They don't have, uh, what, first-round draft pick for a couple of years now. So, I mean, it's something that they really need to figure out because, you know, they're not going to get any star young player on that team for a while. I mean, guy – chose last week to look out for was obj and he really impressed me he got a touchdown a couple big plays including a like 56 yard touchdown so i think uh teams though are starting to figure out matthew stafford which is just don't rush him hang back keep him from throwing the ball and uh my biggest concern is the rams defense like last year they were dominant they start out this year not as dominant, but now they're really kind of struggling against a lot of teams. Yeah, that, that's fair and understandable. I think it's I think it's more chemistry than anything because it's like a lot of why they have some issues is because of injury. But it's not as bad as other teams like, let's say, the Browns, which have had some serious injuries and stuff like that and haven't really been able to recover. They've recovered some to some degree, but it's – just a matter of how that chemistry plays out. Anyways, John, you want to give your opinion on this? Yeah, uh, I think they figured things out. I still don't see them. I don't see them winning the division, and I do not see them beating Arizona in the in the playoffs. Um, I think if, if them and Arizona faced each other in the playoffs head to head, I think Arizona would win. I think Arizona is a better team in that division. Um, but I, I just, I think as a, I don't know, I say probably a thing that the Rams have to keep in mind is um, we keep on talking about Arizona and you hear about Arizona and I think Arizona is a, a significant threat within their division, but I'm going to throw the 49ers in there. They're six and five. They're getting healthier. Um, I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't, I, I said from the beginning when I started doing these podcasts, I don't see the Rams winning the division. I see the Arizona winning the division, but I think that they will figure things out. But I, I also think they got to be a little bit more cautious as far as like who's the real threat in that division, because yeah, even though Arizona seems like the real threat, and I believe it is, uh, you just you can't take the 49ers lightly. All right. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Moving on to our third down. For this down, we are just recapping – Last week's game, which happened to be the Thanksgiving Day game between the Raiders and the Cowboys, Brian, what do you got? I mean, definitely the best game of the, you know, holiday because when when to overtime, I mean, uh, for the first half, the Raiders definitely looked dominant. I mean, Cowboys are struggling a little bit. They made a big comeback towards the second half, took it to overtime, just couldn't finish. I mean um, – Dak, I mean, he seems kind of on and off. So one week, you know, against like Kansas City, he struggles, but then the next week he plays really good. So not sure what's up with that, but uh, Derek Carr, I'm really impressed with this year. I think he's proving that he's, you know, a solid veteran quarterback. The Raiders are, you know, a threat in the AFC. Yeah, I feel like Derek Carr has been one of those like underrated quarterbacks, really, when you think about it over the last few years or in his entire career, I should say, because of the reputation of his brother. And it's like he had to break the mold of that reputation of his brother. 
and be able to create his own path. Anyways, uh, John, what do you got for this week? Uh, I was more concerned for the Cowboys that they lost than I did for the Raiders for winning. I don't mean because, I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to win their division and make the playoffs, but I just, I, I think this was a game that really, um, it, it made, I don't want to say it made them look weak, but it just, it, it was it was kind of an alarm or a red flag. Yeah, that's definitely fair because it's mm-hmm. like, it gives other teams the opportunity to look at this film and say, hey, if we do this, this, and this, we can beat the Cowboys. Whether that plays out or not is a whole other story. But in theory, yeah, it's a bunch of red flags regarding the Cowboys in that sense. So as I mentioned earlier in my kind of like matchup or people to look out for, we're going to break down this week's uh, game of the week being the Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. John, you want to begin? Well, it's um, I, I think it's going to be a shootout. You have Justin Herbert as a really good quarterback. He's coming into his own. You have um, the same draft here is the Joe Burrow. He's having a really good year. But, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a shootout. But I think it's the game is, is going to be vital for both teams. They're both in the hunt as far as, like, whether they're going to win, make the playoffs or not. I'm trying to. I, I'm going to have the Bengals winning that game, but it's it's if the Bengals win that game, it's going to be by like a, maybe a field goal or one touchdown. All right. That yeah, that's completely fair. It's like, and this game is really a tale of two stories, as you said. Both Burrow and uh, Herbert were drafted the same year, and all that, and it really will come and show the development of each player, really, and how they've come along. And honestly, I'm kind of impressed with Joe Burrow and his performance throughout the year, especially coming off that serious year-ending injury last season. So, anyways, what do you got, Brian? Um, I mean, the Chargers are coming off a really disappointing uh, divisional loss, while the Bengals are coming off a really impressive divisional win. I mean, they didn't just beat the Steelers. They uh, demolished them. I mean, um, Najee Harris couldn't get much going. Big Ben noticeably just struggled throwing, passing, you know. But uh, I I agree. It's going to be a Bengals win. Main reason why I'm saying that is just look, both offenses are really good. Two great young quarterbacks, but I trust the Bengals defense a little more than I trust the Chargers defense because the Chargers defense just, they've been giving up a lot of points this year, so. Yeah, and that that's not always a good thing because it's like it means your offense really has to kind of keep pace with the other team. And if your offense is incapable of doing that just yet, then you need to be able to step up. It's like, yeah, this league's a very much an offensive forward heavy and defenses aren't – they're still really, really important. They're just not really the main focus as they used to be back in the day. For our two-minute drill, we're going to move on to one prediction for this week in football. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say the uh, Baltimore Ravens beat the Steelers and completely knock them out of playoff contention. I mean, I feel like they already are out. But uh, I think Lamar Jackson's going to get a good jump 
back game. I mean, he's been struggling in the last couple of weeks, you know, lost to the Dolphins, four interceptions last week against the Browns. I think it's time that he usually starts, you know, improving and using his legs a lot and getting a lot of rushing yardage. John, what do you got? What's your prediction this week? I think the 49ers win, and I think they really stir up the playoff uh, situation in the NFC West. I'm going to do something a little different compared to what I've said before. Before in the year, earlier in the year, when we first started doing two-minute drill, I said that the Detroit Lions would be the first 0-17, at least at the rate that they were going. And while I was technically wrong in that sense, at this current pace, I was still somewhat right in the sense that they would, if they kept losing, they would be the first 0-16 in one team. Being that they're playing the Minnesota Vikings this week, I think that they get their first win this week. So really? I'm calling that. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the final thing for our two-minute drill being this week's trivia question. So for this week, I got, what was the New York Jets' original team name? And just answer when you guys think of something. Yeah, um, the New York Flyers? You are wrong on that one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I used to – I know what it is. I just can't remember. Brian, you bro, got you, anything? What do you got, Brian? I'm just going to throw out comments. I have no idea. No, you're wrong on that one, too. The New York Titan. Really? Oh. Yeah. I would never have thought of that. No, no, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, and I looked it up, too. I just wanted to make sure. But, yeah, the New York Titans on that one. To finish up this week's episode of Two Minute Drill, I want to say thank you to Brian and John coming on again. I hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has an amazing day. and. We'll see you in the next one. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.